Hi, I'm Jamie Wincup from Red Bull Racing Australia. I'm Dave Reynolds from the Bodlow Racing Team. Hi, I'm James Moffat. Hi, I'm Chaz Mostert from 4 Pepsi Max Crew, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. It is, look, it's a great, it's a fun track. Um, I was conceived on the bulk, so um, <laughs> been, been here before. I wouldn't say it's the number one target on our radar. We're all about winning races and trying to win a championship at the moment, but, but we, you know, Kim and I chip away at it, but right now we have nothing. Sometimes they're not dickhead you could say it's just it's, they're just there's good racing and i enjoy it from the race this tracks week, across australia supercars. and around the world here's inside supercars an interesting time for the series when marcus ambrose was at the height of his powers and our current v8 supercar champion mark winterbottom became the conica series champion it's an interesting show we've got lined up with some very old interviews including including the press conference from Oran Park. There were some interesting quotes in that one, probably when we had a lot more colourful motor racing identities involved in the sport. We had a bit of a Holton hero there in Paul Morris trying to win the race in the first corner. It was just ridiculous. And, uh, I mean, he was out of control at the start of the race. I actually went and spoke to him before the start of the race because we wanted to... Uh, no, I did, uh, because... Uh, I, I, you know, we wanted to try to get a result today. Didn't want to go crazy at the start, and it didn't work at all. Yeah, well, you know, Rubbin's racing as far as I'm concerned, and uh, he didn't get turned around, and neither did I, and they went on the win to race, so he can't complain. And uh, if Scopey was going so quick, he should have just passed me. I hope you enjoyed this week's show that's certainly out of the vault. Join in the conversation. Post your thoughts on our Bolt Radio Facebook page. Hi, I'm Fabian Coulthard, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. Yeah, I mean, it, it means a lot. You know, through the years, a lot of reference this race is one of our majors. 600 miles around here is no easy task. Uh, we were able to beat the two levels to the boys and, uh, and meet Anthony Bigley in the final, which uh, we were able to do after, um, take the win off him. So it was, uh, yeah, it was a great weekend for the uh, Raptor family. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. Hi, I'm Fabian Coulthard, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. First up, we go to a post-Winton interview with Andy. Andy Jones. In 2003, Andy Jones was running in the Conica Series and he became the first ever V8 supercar winner for Brad Jones Racing. Andrew Jones joins us on the line, winner of yesterday's Conica V8 Series round number five at the Winner Motor Raceway. And congratulations to the Aussie Mail team who pick up their first win in a V8, uh, V8 supercar series event. Yeah, it's great for everybody. Um, first win for BJR and I'm glad that I was able to take him and I mean, it's just, the main series is a little bit more difficult for Brad and John, but um, it's a, our main and V8 supercar win, and um, I'm happy to be able to claim it. It has been a very good year for Ford drivers, and uh, no doubt you've enjoyed being part of the Blue Over Brigade this season. Oh, absolutely. Ford has had a massive uh, resurgence in form this year, and um, it sort of goes to showing the main series with Marcus doing such a good job that even this weekend, I got a hold and haven't won a um, Conica Series round this year. This year, and um, on the weekend, the top three place getters were all in Falcon, so fantastic for Ford. It's great that they're in the winner's circle. Now, for yourself, you were last year running around in Formula Fords. How difficult has the transition been to get you up into the V8 Supercar Series? Um, it's, it's a pretty big step to go from a Formula Ford to a V8. There's probably... Um, you got five times the amount of horsepower, and 
they, they probably um, weigh three times as much. Um, they're, they don't stop as well. They probably don't corner as well, but they go a hell of a lot faster in a straight line. It's a different sort of a beat to drive, but um, they're, I mean, they're fantastic to drive and they're really good fun. They're, we're always working really hard and um, Brad and John have been really instrumental in helping me make that gap or uh, make the bridge from Formula 4 to V8 as short as possible and we've probably had better speed than um, all year than has actually shown and it's probably sort of uh, the win this weekend probably should have happened earlier in the year but I mean definitely they're, they're much different cars than the Formula 4. Now Winton of course is probably considered as your home track. Uh, yeah definitely it's considered as a home track I live um, just an hour down the road from it in um, sunny downtown Albury. So, yeah, it's probably closest thing to a home track that I have. Do, did that mean that when you went there you were particularly confident with how it was all going to go? Um, not particularly because I haven't... Uh, last time I tested there, the A car was um, probably about four and a half months ago. And really this year I haven't been... We haven't lacked speed as such as far as outright pace goes has sort of been in the first two cars all year everywhere we've been. Um, probably more reliability has hampered us so I was sort of I'm confident everywhere we go that we've got the speed, it's just more of a reliability thing. Um, and I knew sort of even at the last round I knew that if we had you know stuck together or I started pole for the I was winning the round last uh, at Phillip Island and um, an actual broke in the third race and I was just hoping that we could carry that speed into Winton and um, not have any reliability problems and we didn't and it showed that when everything goes right and um, we were sort of at the point here. I would also imagine that having run Winton last year you always ha- you also had a bit more uh, you knew a bit more of what to expect. Yeah for sure and um, the car last year was it was a different car again but it, you're right it's just be 8 miles around the place and then we do it is our test circuit so we, we have tested there this year but only um, three times so as far as anywhere goes, I know, I know how to get a V8 car around that place, that's for sure. Now, of course, uh, you were uh, marked as saying that previously your most memorable moment was pole at Phillip Island. I guess this weekend you uh, outdid that. Yeah, for sure. Pole at Phillip Island in the Formula Ford last year was pretty special. It was a really, really good lap. And, um, I took the pole by a very, very small margin. But um, I think this has got to get up there now. is probably the most memorable moment to... To um, have two race wins and an outright round win and the first DJR race win in the V8 Supercars, you know, it's a pretty, pretty good achievement. I think it's pretty special. I think it's probably the most memorable now. Yes, and uh, of course, for all the uh, for all the fans of Brad Jones Racing, I guess the other thing is that it shows that the team is consistent across the board with the equipment that they're putting out because you know that Stone Brothers Racing is giving uh, Mark Winterbottom the, the top of the line. Uh, car, the car that uh, Marcus and David Bernard were using last year, all that sort of equipment. And it does go to show that the, the stuff that Brad was using last year is not that far from the mark either. No, it's a good car, and um, the car that I have this year is um, in probably the same sort of pedigree as the one that uh, Mark Winterbottom had. It's the car that Brad and John drove um, at in the endurance races last year, and it holds the outright lap record at Bathurst, which Brad holds, and um, the it's completed the fastest lap around Bathurst, which was um, JB on Friday. So, it's, I mean, the car's definitely good enough, and you're right, the equipment's there, and um, they're definitely doing the job with supplying with the right type of equipment, and, um, and it shows sort of 
yesterday that um, when everything falls into place, the car is definitely fast enough, reliability-wise, we, we ended up uh, coming out on top. Now, of course, round three, you did drop all those points, which has really hurt you in the championship. Uh, Mark Winterbottom on 892 points, and you're back on 540. But do you feel that uh, this has certainly given you more impetus to continue on, and um, perhaps next year will you concentrate on winning this championship, or do you want to step up? Um, oh, I'd definitely like to step up, for sure. If there was a, if there was a ride in the main series, then absolutely. I think nobody would pass that up. But um, I think probably our main... This was very low-key our year this year. We, we didn't have massive budget. I mean, obviously, I had a, was able to um, tap in and get a car because of the connection or the family connection. But our budget hasn't been huge. So we're sort of aiming to put together a really good budget for next year and have a sort of a big crack at the, the Monica series. I'd like to win it, um, for sure. But uh, I think that sort of is our main aim. Um, rather than actually looking for a ride in many years, I think probably the year after that is when we'd look to, to move up to that series. Well, you did race at Bathurst last year. What about for this coming uh, endurance season? Have you been able to secure yourself a drive? Uh, yeah, luckily enough, I'm, um, I'm driving the second Mail car. With, uh, I'm driving the AAA black one with John Cohen. He's coming back out and had flying stopped. So um, I'll be joining him for the handout 500 and Bathurst 1000 later on in the year. How much do you learn from a driver like uh, John Cleland, who is, is, is a, a maniac off the circuit and certainly very uh, forthright and great to talk to, but what about when you're talking to him behind the scenes about what you want in a car, what he wants in a car, and what he can offer you as a driver to uh, give you more experience? Even just saying, oh, John's fantastic. I mean, he's a very silly guy, and um, there's somebody that has won the British touring uh, car title um, he really knows slouch and um, he, he's very good at setting up the car and uh, learning from him is, is really amazing and last year just uh, you know, I wasn't driving with him being able to sort of be around him you learn you know, what he does and how he does it um, things like that and he's a shortcut that he knows to actually get his, his message across about what he wants from the car so I'm hoping to sort of between him and um, Brad and JV the, the years that they've got between them is amazing and really the results that they have between them are amazing so an opportunity like that for me to learn from those guys is pretty incredible and I've heard that he is the most funniest guy in a press conference in the world so I'm hoping that we do well enough that we're actually able to go to a press conference um, together and he can make me laugh a bit I think. Yeah I'm sure you'll uh, enjoy it though. No, I've enjoyed interviewing him on a number of occasions. However, Andrew, congratulations. Your first victory in the V8 Supercar Series, of course, the Conica Series at Round 5 at Winton, and uh, obviously we're wishing you all the best for Malala and then, of course, the Enduros coming up uh, back at Sandown. Have you had much experience in the V8 Supercar at Tina? Um, no, I've had no experience there. Uh, last time I raced there was in a Formula Ford uh, two years ago. Uh, that'll be I'll great. Be looking, looking very forward to going back there. And then, of course, your second trip to the mountain, which... Uh, is a great thrill for any driver, be it young or old. Oh yeah, absolutely. Bathurst is, um, everybody says it's a really special place to visit and to, um, to race around. I sort of didn't really understand how special it was until last year when I was given the chance to drive the A2 to go around there. And it really is an incredible place and I can't wait to get back there. Alright. Andrew Jones, it's been a pleasure to catch up with you and we do wish you all the best for uh, the rest of the year. Okay, thank you. After the break, we head to Durham Park to wrap up the 2013 round 
of the 2003 Championship. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. This year in Formula 3, I think, is a fantastic environment for me to be doing that. However, I believe for myself, uh, a sustainable career in tin tops such as Fiat Supercars in Australia is where I see myself. Second crack at the Australian time since we've been back and a bit unlucky the first time that we end up with a win there at Speedway City uh, two weeks ago. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. Hi, I'm Lee Holdsworth, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. Jason Bargwana finally uh, racing the, the new model BA Falcon. How was it out there today? Oh, look, we had our work cut out for us today. Thanks, mate. Um, and, uh, you know, we just haven't quite got on top of the car yet. We're obviously struggling in the same areas that uh, the other guys were when they first got their BAs. Um, you know, I'm pretty happy with the result, though. 15th, I think we probably should have been 12th or so if uh, Dumbrell hadn't got so excited towards the end there. But it would have been a good result for us, yeah. It's not bad. And uh, can you explain the differences between uh, the, the last car and this one? Where are the, the changes most dramatic? Oh, there's not really too many differences. Um, the reality is that obviously there's more front downforce, the chassis is a bit stiffer, so, and, uh, and that obviously helps you try and set the car up. So we, we, the, the front of the car is quite good, the rear of the car is not good, where it was the opposite way in the AU, so we've now got to work at getting the rear of the car better. And uh, how long do we expect uh, another BA to round out the team with uh, the two cars? Oh, I wouldn't expect the other one really till next year now. Uh, we'll probably finish out the year with what we've got, concentrate on trying to get one to work rather than trying to do it with two, so, and we'll go from there. And Jason, I guess you're pretty pleased to have the, the new piece of kit going into the, the races that really matter. Well, that's right. I mean, if it's, uh, we can get on top of this car by Bathurst, it'll be a, a real rocket up there, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, it'll be good. All the best for it. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Glenn Seaton, it's never a good day when you don't finish, but uh, I guess you take some encouragement from some of the action out there today. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt. Um, it was a hectic race, and uh, naturally it was at the time when we were, uh, until we pitted uh, initially first because we got a puncher. We're actually running pretty well, so... Um, it's a shame to have the engine problem that we had, um, which is, is um, probably it's really it's eating massively into my championship situation because um, I lost uh, also an engine at uh, Queensland in the last round, and um, naturally I'd like to um, finish off the year pretty good. But at the end of the day, we're a new team, um, and and we've had a fairly good reliability up until the last two races, so I can't really complain. But uh, we just go away from here and and uh, make sure we learn from this and um, hopefully have it right, rightly prepared for Bathurst for Craig and I to be able to come away with a victory. Yes, it must be encouraging that uh, you're quite comfortably uh, in the top ten, a spot that you haven't seen too much of lately. No, we... Um, naturally, it was um, early in the year we were running the old AUs, which um, really were, were a struggling car um, until we got our BA, and, and now I'm starting to... Um, understand the BA a bit more, we're starting to move, we're moving forward race to race, so, um, but it'd be nice to do a few more race miles under our belt to actually understand a bit more about the car, but uh, these things happen, at the end of the day we are involved in a sport that there's a lot more uh, things that go around in those cars, that components that you've got to make sure that um, they're strong enough, and uh, at the moment we've, we've had a couple of um, little problems, but 
these things happen to all race teams. And yet you must also be encouraged that uh, your teammate for Sandown and Bathurst is up there on the podium, so things are coming together. Oh, there's no doubt he's uh, he's done done a great job today. Um, um, he's done a sensational job to, to finish second. Um, and uh, he drove well. And it's uh, it's really encouraging for myself to be able to team up with him at Bathurst and uh, and also Sandown. And, and I'm looking forward to the challenge. And I think uh, if we can have a car that's fast enough at Bathurst, um, we'll be in with a good shot of winning the race. Are you looking forward to the, the qualifying time and having a bit of rivalry with Craig to see if you can get the best out of the car? Ah, oh, not really. No, at the end of the day, it doesn't doesn't particularly bother me um, that side of it. We just need to get the car, regardless of who's in it. We need to get the car um, uh, qualifying well and we need to get the car to win the races. If it's uh, Craig that qualifies or it's me qualified, it doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, as long as we got the car up the front for the team, uh, which puts us in a good position to, to come away with a victory, and that's, that's, that's our ultimate aim. And, of course, at the beginning of the year, you made the, the big decision to, uh, to sell the team and now you're just a professional driver, not worrying about the, the paying the bills and all of the management stuff. Uh, what do you do with all your time now? <laughs> I just train a lot, really. Um, keep myself reasonably fit. Um, but uh, now I'm looking into some things to do. Um, naturally, I've just had uh, six, seven, eight months now away from the ownership of it, and um, I've really just sat back and analysed where I want to be long term, um, which is to be a race driver, which is the main reason I sold the race team. But I'm just analysing now what I do, um, as in day to day stuff um, and um, but I'm happy with the decision I made and I'm, I'm comfortable with what I do day to day as well which is keeping myself fit and getting around the team once or twice a week and uh, and spending a lot more time with my family which I've missed out on probably in the really in the last uh, I don't know, 10 years yes I'm sure with a, a, a youngish family there you must be enjoying the bit more time at home Glenn Seaton all the best for the big races to come and uh, and for the years ahead thank you very much there's more from 2003 when we return on Inside Supercars. Join in the conversation. Post your thoughts on our Sport Radio Facebook page. Hi, I'm Nick Perkett. You are listening to Inside Supercars. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. Still a bit in shock. Uh, <laughs> thanks, thanks, everyone. Dissecting the sport with interviews, news and opinion. Got to put money back into the sport at the lower levels to develop the kids and bring them up. You can't rely upon good luck for Daniel Ricciardo's old man to have found a few mates that tip some money in and send him overseas. There actually needs to be a structure. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. Hi, I'm James Moffat. Hi, I'm Michael Caruso. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to Inside Supercars. Well, after the 111 laps, Peter Norton caught up with Marcus Ambrose. Marcus Ambrose, congratulations on another commanding victory. From outside, you're making it look easy. No, it's not easy. Um, you know, we're pushing hard in the races and we're on top of the game for sure. We've got um, a good understanding of the car and, and what it needs to go fast. And I'm driving well. I'm pretty consistent and pretty level-headed these days. I've sort of settled down over the last couple of years. I was a bit hot-headed a couple of years ago, but uh, we've been able to turn that around. And, you know, I'm proud of the way that the whole team's um, responding. And what was the toughest bits out there today? Uh, basically the period between lap 1 and lap 111. You know, it's a hard race and you've got to press on. You can't afford to make a mistake. Um, you've got to keep the gap, otherwise the guys get a sniff that they think you're, you're going off. So, you know, we pressed on the whole race. It was very intense. You didn't quite uh, have it all your way uh, off the start line. Can you tell us a bit about the, that first lap? Yeah, we had a bit of a Holden hero there in Paul Morris trying to 
win the race in the first corner and you know it's a shame that you know he he, uh, he had to do that because he had plenty of car speed he didn't need to do that and he could have finished on the podium today no, no problem once you're uh, past that uh, little hiccup there on the first lap you're able to build a quite a commanding lead how frustrating it is to see the safety car come out even though it was late in the race oh well you know you need safety cars if there's a dangerous position on the track and I came around the the S's and there was a bumper on the track and I can't blame him for pulling the safety car out. It's disappointing, you lose a 20 seconds, 27 second lead and I think we probably could have lapped uh, a couple more cars, you know, so it um, doesn't matter. And uh, of course everyone's eyes now are on the, uh, the the two driver endurance races, Sandown and Bathurst, and your team has finally announced uh, another poorly kept secret that uh, you and Russell will be sharing a car. Yeah, it's great for us. Um, on paper it's the best way to go to try and win Bathurst and that's what we've set out to achieve and we've achieved it. So. All we've got to do now is win, win the race. And uh, this weekend we've also seen the, the colour scheme, you're combining the Caltex and the Pertex sponsorship, but will it be confusing? It depends what side of the car you're on that you see the different colour scheme. Uh, no, not for me. I'm in the car, I don't see the sponsorship. So. Yep. And Marcus Ambrose, all the best for the races to come. Thank you. Peter also caught up with a man who caused plenty of... Uh, well, controversy to say the least. Here he is with Paul Morris. Paul Morris, it looked like a pretty tough day out there today. It was. Uh, started off all right, and then we moved up to second position and then uh, received a black flag for jumping the start, which I think was a, a pretty uh, a close call that, that went the wrong way as far as I'm concerned. But, um, and then it was just a tough battle to work my way back up. And uh, what was uh, where did you finish up, or did you have problems getting uh, across the line? DNF, yeah. We, Popped the tyre, it was on the guard and popped the tyre on the last lap and, and just limped across the line, but uh, classified as a non-finisher. So yes, uh, a very tough day, but uh, you must be encouraged that you're showing a bit of speed and you're finally mixing it uh, with the top guys again. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think we've proved today we've definitely got the fastest holding and uh, around Oral Park anyway, so um, that's a good thing to come out of. What do you attribute the change to? Just, uh, you know, we build a good car. Um, you know, everyone else you know, runs hand-me-down Commodores. You've got the three Holden factory teams who run, you know, when HRT finished with their cars, they hand them down the line, and we've just built something that's that's new and, and, and different, and, you know, we think it's working really good. And uh, some of the other drivers uh, up the top uh, explained that they had a few frustrations with you uh, mixing it with them. Any comments about that? I don't know who you're talking about. Oh, Marcus Ambrose uh, commented that uh, off the start line, a bit of rubbing, and then Mark Scaife, towards the uh, end of the race, uh, suggested you're a bit hard to get past. Yeah, well, you know, rubbing's racing as far as I'm concerned, and uh, he didn't get turned around, and neither did I, and he went on the win the race, so he can't complain, and uh, if Scaife was going so quick, he should have just passed me. I suppose that's a perfect good uh, a quote to finish it off. Paul Morris, all the best for the, the next couple of races. Thank you. There's still plenty more to come on Inside Motorsport in V8 Exhibition as we wrap up Oran Park Race Weekend with Glenn Seaton, Jason Barguana, and we'll also take you behind the scenes to all the information brought out at the press conference. Stay with us, there's more to come. Barry Oliver's up next on Inside Supercars with the press conference from a very interesting 2003 Oran Park round. Join in the conversation, post your thoughts on our Facebook page and to ask a question, email insiders at sportradio.com.au. 
Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. Yeah, I mean, it, it means a lot. You know, through the years, a lot of reference this race is one of our majors. 600 miles around here is no easy task. Uh, we're able to beat the two levels to the boys and, uh, and meet Anthony Bigley in the final, which uh, we were able to um, take the win off him. So it was, uh, yeah, it was a great weekend for the uh, Raptors and the family. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. Hi, I'm David Reynolds from Bottolo Racing Team, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. I need to point out a couple of things. This is the seventh win this year, um, but the sixth win, I should say, for Stone Brothers. The last time that Ford won here at Iron Park was in 1995 with John Bow, and this is the first time that Ford have uh, scored seven consecutive wins since 1993. So it's certainly been a long time between drinks. But the winner of today, and certainly a great performance, he's been uh, outstanding all weekend. Congratulations, Marcus Ambrose. Thank you, Barry. Now, Marcus, I guess if we had to sum up the weekend, it would be you'd be using the word perfect, uh, fastest qualifier, a great uh, shootout lap, and obviously a very quick motor car for 111 laps. Yeah, it's been a great weekend. I, I think uh, we've made some progress. Um, we were worried about coming here because the undulations of the circuit. Uh, we had problems with Phillip Island with that and we've meet, you know, we've really been able to get on top of that. And It's just been a great weekend, really. Uh, it's a shame Russell couldn't um, show his speed because he was pretty quick out there too. Now, let's just go back to the start. Uh, shortly after you went to, under Yokohama Bridge, I think I saw some contact with Paul Morris. Uh, tell us what went through your mind when that occurred. Yeah, I think we had a Holden Hero out there and, uh, you know, he was trying to win the race in the first corner and nearly turned me around into turn, well, turn two, turn one, whatever you want to call it, and uh, just held on to it, thank goodness, and then uh, then he tried to squeeze me going into turn three and um, I just had to hold my line and hope for the best, you know. I, I went in the straight the first time and was just hoping that I didn't put a guard down on a tyre because um, that would have just wrecked the race. Um, you know, it's, it's uh, difficult when you start these things off the line, you know, we're all pretty bunched up and... And, uh, and the start's pretty pretty close and it's easy to get damaged, but we got through that and uh, got into a nice race rhythm and uh, managed to stretch the lead enough to be uh, fairly safe in the pit stop, so, um, you know, worked quite well. You did 33 laps on your first stop before you came in for tyres, but during that period you were obviously the quickest car on the track. How hard were you actually working the tyres? I pushed 100% uh, the whole race because... Basically, um, the more cars you can overtake, um, the bigger gap you can get. Um, you can put um, lap cars between yourself and second place of the safety car. So really it was full attack um, up until the safety car, you know, and, and after the safety car again, it was a faster pace than what I wanted to run. But um, I wanted to really try and keep Wink up and, and uh, Todd Kelly behind me. So then I had a buffer in case there was another safety car. So, uh, you know, it's a tough race, it really was. The tyres held up remarkably well, considering how many... Uh, how many laps they did on that second set. Now, you reached a point there where you actually came up behind uh, Russell and uh, your lap times dropped. I, I assumed at that stage the message had gone out, try and hang back so that you're not lapping him and uh, keep him on the same lap. But that must have been very frustrating. Um, no, it wasn't frustrating at all. I, I just wanted to keep going at a, at a good pace and, and uh, you know, Russell was really charging on there and we were catching cars and, and pulling away from Mark and the pack. And I just notified the team a couple of times that I said, you know, I may be able to go 0.2 or 0.4 faster. 
but uh, we were still pulling away at half a second a lap. So, you know, for the opportunity to keep Russell on the lead lap, it was important that I stayed behind him. And, you know, that's, that's good teamwork. It's not uh, race fixing or anything like that. It's just, uh, you know, we were clearly um, pulling away from the pack and we just held status quo. Were you surprised that we went for so long in the race before we got a, a safety car? That's the first part. And the second was, you must have been uh, disappointed to have lost a 27-second gap. Oh, yeah, but, you know, like I said, I pushed on to get that 27-second gap so I could have cars between myself and second place. So really, on the restart, it, it wasn't a drama. It was only that the Bride and Wing Cup were on new tyres or newer tyres than what I was. And... And to try and get those guys behind, I had to run at a faster pace um, than I would have liked. But, you know, at the end of the day, uh, it all worked out. There's been a lot of talk this weekend about how tough the race would be on the drivers. Uh, your thoughts on that from a personal point of view? Yeah, it was long and, uh, you know, physically demanding. But I think we've done a lot of these 300k races now and I think we're all getting more race fit and, and prepared for these longer races. So, you know, as a driver performance and fatigue thing, it's really not a problem, I think. You know, to only have one safety car for that race was pretty outstanding. You know, uh, I'm sure there was lots of little spins and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, I think everyone out there is, is ready for these 300k races these days. And now you've also opened up a, a lead in the championship that's got to be a, a great result as well. Yeah, it's great to finally get it back. You know, we had it after race one at Adelaide and two bad races. And uh, we haven't had it back for six wins. So, or five wins, I should say. So now we've finally got it back and, and we're away. Well done. Congratulations, Marcus Ambrose, everybody. The second place today and uh, matching a second place that he's had previously at Eastern Creek and a Gold Coast also, of course, a win at Phillip Island. Congratulations to Craig Lowndes. Thanks, Baz. Now, Craig, um, you stopped for tyres at pretty much similar time to others, but uh, you did something different with your fuel going right through to lap 71. What was the thinking behind that? Well, really, the uh, you know we looked at uh, what Marcus did at the Queensland Raceway, and uh, you know his middle stint was very quick. And uh, uh, you know for us, uh, we started further back than we'd like. Obviously, uh, didn't get the ten to uh, top ten lap uh, the way we wanted to. We uh, slipped back in that. Uh, we really uh, tried to push very hard in the middle section. Uh, the car was very consistent. It was doing uh, you know sort of uh, mid to high tens, and then we sort of uh, did a lot, lot of low low elevens. So. Uh, Really, uh, for us, it was just a matter of just trying to hang out there, do, just do as quick as many quick laps as we could, uh, and hopefully that the other guys would uh, would wear out. But uh, look, you know, that was just one of the strategies. It worked for us today. It may not work for us uh, at Sandown. So uh, look, you know, for us, uh, that's what we come here to plan or the plan with, and uh, you know, it sort of worked for us. Now, as I understand it, you came into this round with uh, some modifications having been made to your car because it was the first of the team BAs. Um, how well did they work for you? Did you get the result that you expected with them? Well, I guess, uh, you know, I can say that, uh, look, the car is, is uh, still progressing forward and, uh, you know, but it's a little bit hard. We haven't gone back to Phillip Island, where it, which is our test track. So uh, whether it's worked for us or not, it's a different circuit, different conditions. Uh, but what we wanted to do in the team is obviously make the three cars the same so we could um, change and, and look at uh, data and cross-reference. So uh, my car, with this bigger, ba bigger gap that we had, uh, got up, up spec to what uh, David had and what Glenn's always had. So... Really, for us, uh, it, it's, uh, it, was, it was up on the plans. It was just a matter of uh, getting time to do it. So uh, we've got testing now next week, and uh, it's something that we've been wanting to do for a while. Now we've got uh, all three drivers in BAs. Now, at one stage, too, I think you were getting uh, pretty frustrated with lap traffic. Talk us through that. Well, really, uh, you, know, you were talking about, obviously, the, uh, the race. 
uh, with uh, with Marcus 27 seconds down the road, uh, Scafie sort of anywhere between 16, 14, 16 seconds behind me. Didn't uh, take much to uh, to put something on the track for a safety car period to come out because obviously that would have uh, made it more exciting for the finish. When Bowie uh, was in front of me, a bit further up the road, when his bumper was uh, flapping around, um, he was either going to get a, a black flag or he was going to it was going to fall off. It fell off, didn't come off the circuit, and uh, there, that. Uh, that was the result. Uh, you know, uh, like Marcus, my tyres, my rear tyres were, were about buggered right at the end. Uh, you know, I probably wouldn't have been able to do too much more. Um, and I'm lucky uh, that Mark got caught up in a bit of traffic because, uh, you know, we, we definitely did. It was frustrating. The uh, Some of the flag marshals, uh, to be honest, weren't on the ball. Uh, there was a couple that were, weren't waving flags. Um, I was frustrated. <clears throat> I had an altercation with John Bow in turn four which bent my steering and uh, you know I thought he was uh, well aware of uh, him being a lap down and uh, tried to go around the outside and uh, he, he virtually drove, drove me into the dirt so uh, it was a bit of a, uh, that was probably my uh, my only uh, sort of uh, eye-opener moment. Well well done for your second place today. Craig Leons ladies and gentlemen. For Mark Scaife, uh, third place today but uh, I guess it's fair to say that you really struggled out there today. Uh, looking at your lap times and so on? Uh, yeah, you could probably say that, Baz. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't fast enough and uh, I made a, 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 pretty, uh, a pretty poor error early with uh, flat spotting the left-hand front tyre. So uh, that made it uh, so that we had actually had to come in earlier than we would have liked, which um, if the car's not that good and it's using the tyres up, then you don't want to do extra laps on them. So, you know, that was, that was the net result. But uh, overall, it sort of hung in and, um, you know, it was as good as we could do and you know, we got caught up with some traffic as... Uh, as Lounsey uh, uh, at the end with the restart, so the same thing, you know, I was, um, you know, we were struggling for rear tyres and uh, I got, uh, a, you know, a, a pretty poor run there at the end uh, with uh, with Paul Morris, so, you know, that's uh, that's sort of how it is, but that was as good as we were going to go. How difficult was it there in the closing stages, bearing in mind that that set of tyres had effectively done some 90 laps? Uh, yeah, uh, they certainly weren't too flash. I wouldn't like to have been the right rear, uh, rear tyre, but... Uh, but at the same time, I mean, that's as sort of as fast as I could drive it, and you, it's a great racetrack. I mean, um, I'm sure Marcus and Craig would agree that you know when the cars are sliding around everywhere, and you, and you've got to be delicate with the throttle, and you've got to make it flow, and and you know there's lots of car control, and you know, some ugly moments in the traffic and stuff. You know, it's uh, it's bloody fantastic. I mean, it's a great racetrack. Well, Mark, uh, you're obviously disappointed after Queensland with the result there, but at least uh, some good points towards the championship. Do you still think you have an opportunity of finishing in the top three? Oh, well, you'd like to think so, Baz. We won't be, you know, certainly won't be sitting on our hands. We've got a brand new car to wheel out to next race meeting, and uh, Todd's been going well. He went very well today. The car was, uh, was probably better than mine, so, um, and he had, a, you know, an unfortunate um, little brake lock at the end of the straight also. So, um, you know, we'll fire together, and, um, you know, we should, um, we've got lots of good things to look forward to in terms of new cars and new engines and stuff. There's, there's good technical stuff to, to, you know, bring on. And just a personal comment from you regarding how tough it was to do 111 laps around here. Uh, look, as Marcus said, I think, you know, everyone's got race fit to this distance. This is a very, very hard racetrack because uh, it's got a very short straight and, it, and it's one of those circuits that you never stop working. You know, you're always uh, making some adjustment to the car. So uh, that's the most physically demanding race that you do. But, you know, I mean, the guy, we, we, we paid to be fit enough to do it. Um, however, I mean, I think more than anything, the format is a format that, you know, at certain racetracks struggles. I mean, you know, there's only five cars that have finished on the, on the lead lap. 
and uh, you know to me two 150k races at this sort of place that's hard on tyres you know would be uh, would be a better format for this this circuit the same with Eastern Creek and Phillip Island I mean it's just ridiculous to have you know keep wobbling around you know with your like you, you could drop your red car as fast as at the end okay well thank you very much third place today Mark Scape ladies and gentlemen Now, do we have some questions from the assembled media? Are you scanning me? Yes. <laughs> it's nice language, wasn't it? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, to me, that was just ridiculous. And, uh, I mean, he was out of control at the start of the race. I actually went and spoke to him before the start of the race because we wanted to... Uh, no, I did, uh, because... Uh, I, I, you know, we wanted to try to get a result today. Didn't want to go crazy at the start, and that didn't work at all. And um, and uh, you know, with uh, I mean, you know, he's he's driving the car very well. He seriously is. And, and and you know, but at the end, his tyres were probably worse than mine. It was sideways everywhere, and and uh, I could see Lounsey not too far up there. And I, you know, I really wanted to. If I snuck past, I was probably going to find four or five tenths of a second on that. Um, and uh, you know, as it was, and Tanda wasn't too far behind, so you know, I was pretty uh, eager to get by. Anyway, they, were, they showed the bad sportsmanship flag and waving blue flags and stuff, but you know, that's how it is. So you were happy with him, and then he got stopped going early at the start, but he wasn't holding around the front of the day. Well, look, to be honest, PG, I, I wasn't sort of keeping track of that. I, I knew that he had to come in, so you know, I saw that early, but. Um, uh, you know, I was just at that stage because he wasn't on the lead lap and you know wasn't actually vying for the position, probably wouldn't have been too hard just to sneak it over and, and do it. You know, I mean, it all happens in the heat of the battle, and, and you know, normally Paul's actually pretty fair with that sort of stuff. So you know, today yeah, it's a bit out of character. It looked like you shut the door and you were Yeah, I mean, the steering trace would look pretty ugly coming off the dog leg into VP there once because he fired uh, across to the left to stop me from going up the inside, which. You know, he probably didn't really need to do with five laps to go. pretty positive that we we're going to be up somewhere up the podium and uh, you know we've been working on a race car all weekend haven't been working on a qualifying car like we did in Queensland and that didn't work for us so uh, really for us as I said we just uh, didn't do a good enough job in uh, the top 10 we, uh, we we got uh, we've been in that sort of the top 10 ish pretty con uh, like pretty consistently all over, all over the weekend got into the top 10 uh, the one lap which didn't do a good enough job so uh, you know the car itself was actually better with full tanks than what it was with empty so uh, you know, really, uh, for us, uh, it's just uh, another thing that we've uh, learnt. We'll uh, go back and have a good analyse of what we've done, what we did, and uh, you know where we can go. Any other questions? Okay, the meeting points: Marcus Ambrose one nine two, Craig Lowndes one eight six, Mark Scaife one eight zero, Garth Tander one seven four. Jason Richards 168, best result by the way, congratulations to Jason Richards and Todd Kelly 162. As far as the championship points are concerned after eight rounds, Marcus Ambrose 1351, Jason Bright 1279, Greg Murphy 1233, Russell Ingle 1163, Mark Scaife 1145 and Paul Wheel 
1109. The adjusted points, just as a matter of interest, Marcus Ambrose, 1255. Jason Bright, 1195. Greg Murphy, 1119. Mark Scaife, 1109. Russell Ingle, 1081. And Stephen Richards, 1052. The crowd figures for today, the three-day total, 41,500. Today, 32,000. Saturday, 6,500. And Friday, 3,000. The 2002 total was 34,500. I'd just like... It has to be a record. It's always a record. <laughs> okay. But just to point out that uh, next month is it the 16th of September you told me Tony in Shanghai there will be the uh, launch for the race over there next year and I'm given to understand that Mark and Marcus will be the special guests for that so it's most appropriate that we have them up here on the podium. If there are no other questions, thank you ladies and gentlemen, congratulations drivers. That's all we have time for this week on Inside Supercars. We preview the 2016 Clipsal 500 next week on the show. I hope you'll join us for that. Until then, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next week for more at sportradio.com.au or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. Inside Supercars.